This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, August 15, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and so many more. We're here to help you get all the information so you don't have to spend your rest of your day scouring the internet and your phone. Headlines is a daily podcast that once again is free anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. 
Jones. Starting over on E-Wrestling News, Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour. Former WWE referee Scott Armstrong is now working for Impact Wrestling. Now, PW Insider is reporting that former WWE referee and producer Scott Armstrong is now working under Impact Wrestling. Armstrong stated that the company over the weekend offered him a job and both started accepting. Now, he's a referee and a producer. Armstrong officiated the Knockouts Championship match between Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. For more information on all this, continue following Impact Wrestling and Joshua Jones will have more information on the developing story. WWE is making headlines. WWE is announcing some adjustments they're making to their producers' assignments. Now, it was reported early in July that WWE stopped using Ari Davari and Curtis Axel as producers. Now, according to Fightful, the company has made several adjustments regarding its producer roles, including taking some off the road for at least a week or so. And the report noted that the company has been doubling up on producers' assignments. One producer is now assigned on multiple segments on one show. Additionally, segments have now been produced by two people. Now, that's been stepped back to one. Now, the report suggests that the changes are due to several releases, specifically Davari and Axel. Senior producer WWE Jason Jordan has reportedly been more directly involved with producing individual segments now. Now, producers being taken off the road for at least one to two weeks at a time is trying to limit some of the travel costs. Now that there's new management, there's an interest to see whether these changes will enhance a producer's role and if they will be able to remain in effect for the rest of the year. For more information on this and the producer's changes, continue following WWE and E-Wrestling News as more information will be forthcoming. Bill Goldberg is making headlines at this hour. Goldberg talks about his relationship with Vince McMahon during his initial contract in WWE. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during a recent appearance on Talk is Jericho podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg commented on his relationship with Vince McMahon during his initial contract. Now the transition to WWE after his successful run in WCW. Now here's some of the things Goldberg had to say. Now on his relationship with Vince McMahon during that first contract, Goldberg would go on to say, and I quote, it was not warm and fuzzy by any stretch of the imagination. The first year I was in WWE, from what I can remember, was one of the most stressful years of my entire life. And like I say, some of these things might have been fabricated in my own mind just to lobotomize me, but I felt as though I was still the enemy walking through the locker room. Everyone was looking at me and like, what the hell is he doing here? It's a WCW guy. Well, I always felt like an outsider, but never as much as I did back then during my first contract. Now, Goldberg also talks about his transition to WWE after being so successful with World Championship Wrestling. Goldberg would say, it was totally different for me. It wasn't something that I really didn't feel comfortable, but first and foremost, I did because I was hanging out with some other guys that I did know. I knew Scott Hall, I knew Kevin Nash, and they were best friends with Triple H, and so they had that whole click going on, and they always would talk. There was some animosity between Hunter and I, and we weren't exactly on the same page. But you know what? There were things that would go back and forth. But no offense, we weren't kicking each other's asses in the ratings anymore, so I guess I wasn't really the bad guy. I was just one of those guys that was leading the charge coming here. Now, how else are we going to be looked upon? I was going up there, and it was a completely different direction. It was to be completely destroyed, but different people this time. They were turning me into the monster, and I hoped that I could leave up to what they wanted me to be. For more information on Goldberg, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on his situation with Vince McMahon during that initial contract run will be forthcoming. Alberto El Patron, also known as Alberto Del Rio in WWE, files lawsuit against Combat Global MMA. Joshua Jones writes in at this hour, according to PW Insider, Alberto El Patron filed an amended 28-page lawsuit against Combat Global MMA on, October, on August the 9th. Now, the ex-WWE star claimed that the Combat breached his contract for his scheduled bout against Tito Ortiz, which aired on pay-per-view. Now, Alberto said that he wasn't paid the $250,000 he was promised and that his social media accounts weren't returned to him after he was allowed to access during the show. Now, the report also noted that Alberto wants $250,000 in damages and the interest on that is $26,250. He's also looking to recoup the legal fees from his social 
social media accounts. Now, the lawsuit was amended after Combat's parent company was dropped as the defendant. We'll keep you more up to date with all the developments on this company and let you know everything that's happening with Alberto El Patron. Continuing on, Triple H is making news at this hour. Triple H is looking back and he reflects on his SummerSlam bout against Kurt Angle and The Rock. Joshua Jones writes in at this hour, during his appearance on Logan Paul's Impulsive Podcast, the new WWE head of creative talent relations, Triple H broke down about his triple threat match against The Rock and Kurt Angle at SummerSlam 2000. Now, he also opened up about the strange interactions between Angle and his wife and Stephanie McMahon and how Angle got concussed during the bout. Here's one of his quotes. As part of that match, Kurt is going to put me through a table, and I'm going to pedigree him through a table. He's going to get knocked out, and they're going to cart him off, except I get him on the table. I hook Kurt's arms, and as we're about to go for the pedigree, the table just breaks from underneath us. I'm trying to protect him, but as we come down, I watch his head smash right into the control box. Now, this is where the story gets terrible, because now we know about concussions and everything else. None of this should have ever happened, but we didn't know at the time. But you know what? Kurt gets back in the back. The Rock and I just keep working. At some point, we're getting feedback from the back through the referee, and finally it was Earl Hebner. I just tell Earl, don't tell me anything with a lot of expletives in it. They just want me to keep working. I don't care. I don't need to know one thing. But do tell me if he's coming back, if he knows where he is. That's all. That's all I need to know. Well, we just kept working until somebody tells me that he can come back out, but he ain't coming back out, and I figured we just have to finish the match. For more information, and if you'd like to hear the rest of the comments that Triple H had to make, continue following this article on eWrestling News, as it's very interesting interesting on the effects that the concussion had on Kurt Angle. Let's talk a little bit backstage news on the internal listings roster for NXT UK and whether or not the stars will be arriving in Florida. Now, according to a report from PW Insider, Hit Row, which is top dollar, B. Fab, Ashante, The Adonis, are listed as babyfaces on the internal roster. Additionally, Ronda Rousey is still listed as a babyface. Dexter Loomis is currently not listed on the internal roster. WWE NXT UK superstars, Charlie Dempsey and Gallus, which is Wolf Gang and Joe Coffey and Mark Coffey have officially arrived in Florida. They were spotted at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando earlier today. Now, WWE superstar Happy Corbett and Liv Morgan were in attendance at the Hay Stamford Food Festival at Miller River Park in Stanford, Connecticut this past weekend. The two signed autographs and all the proceeds will go to Connor's Cure and the V Foundation. For more information on these incredible events, continue following E-Wrestling News and more stage will be forthcoming. Taz appears on the widely successful AEW YouTube show AEW. We also have some news about Impact NWA as well. Ryan Clark's writing into this hour. National Wrestling Alliance, also known as the NWA, has announced the lineup for this week's episode of NWA Power. It is going to be Camille versus Haley Shadows, Tim Storm versus Larry D, Riley and Paula Blaze versus Chelsea Green and Angelina Love, and BLKGs versus Rodney Mack. Once again, you can follow them at NWA on social media and find out more about the matches. Now, in addition to that, you can also also follow them on their YouTube account as they have highlights from all their most recent television tapings. You can also check out this week's episode of AEW Below, where it features RJ City, who is interviewing the suplex machine Taz. For more information on all this, continue following E-Wrestling News and continue following Ryan Clark as he has more information forthcoming. Raquel Rodriguez is making news at this hour. Joshua Jones writes in that Raquel Rodriguez is excited about the women's division and the direction they're headed in under Triple H and his new level of 
creative. During an interview with TMZ Sports, Raquel Rodriguez spoke with how excited she was about Triple H being the head of talent creative. Now, you can check out some of the interview highlights not on her feelings about Triple H being the head of creative. She would go on to say the following, It's amazing. We're all just excited. I know I can probably speak for most of the women on the roster who are just excited about the possibilities of just having more matches and more match time. New opponents were really going to be mixing it up on the roster and really getting some things that were unexpected. Now, on her own history with working with Triple H, she would go on to say, I think also coming from NXT and with him there, there's more of a comfortability with that. We're being able to approach each other, and that sense is just there more so than ever, and I can bring up ideas with him at any point in time. Now, in addition to that, you can check out TMZ Sports also caught up with Austin Theory, and he shares all of his feelings as well about Triple H taking over WWE Creative. For more information on this, you can go ahead and check out E Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. The Road Dog Jesse James is making news at this hour. Road Dog believes Shane McMahon will return to WWE at some point. Ryan Clark writes in this hour, during the latest edition of Oh You Didn't Know podcast, Road Dog Jesse James commented on whether he believes Shane O'Mac will return to company at some point in time and what his relationship is with Shane and Stephanie. Now, on if Shane will come back, he says this, I don't think so. It seemed that something went down that just wasn't that cool. I guess it was just the final straw. It's going to be interesting to see if there is ever anything that's going to be rattling around between them again. Will there be a saber fight about the ownership and leadership of the company one day? But I don't think you'll see Shane McMahon anymore. But as always, I could be wrong. Now, on the relationship between Shane and Stephanie from his perspective, this is what he said. When I saw them interact, they were just kind of like brother and sister. They would piss each other off a lot, but you know what? Sometimes that's fun. They have things that they both remember, and they'll just talk and laugh. I don't know if they argued a whole heck of a lot. I should get to the company information more, but you know what? Whatever's whatever. I don't know about all the things that's happening between them. Now, what's happened behind closed doors? I don't know if the relationship was very brother-sister, but that's all that I saw. You know what I mean? For more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and you can read the rest of this article about what the Road Dog has to say about the brother-sister relationship with Stephanie and Shane McMahon. Booker T is making news at this hour. Booker T praises Claudio Castanoli and thinks that, you know what, he should have stayed in WWE. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. During the latest podcast edition of the Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer, Booker T commented on his belief that Claudio Castanoli would have loved to stay with WWE. This is what he had to say in a quote. I'm sure Claudio would have loved to have stayed in WWE. Circumstances just didn't work out. If Triple H would have been in power, things would have been much different? Maybe, perhaps. But, you know, we can only speculate right now. But I don't know. But I do know that Claudio is a player. I do know that Claudio has been a great guy so far. I'm concerned if I'm booking, if I'm promoting. He's high on my list as far as all the guys go, you know? But it's all about making those world championships. Currently, Claudio Castanoli is the Ring of Honor world champion after he dethroned Jonathan Gresham at the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Now, since then, Jonathan Gresham has since asked for his release, but no details have come forth with Tony Khan or whether or not his agreement or his release of his contract has happened. For more information, continue following Ryan Clark, and more information will be forthcoming. Bobby Fish is making news at this hour. The AEW star and decorated tag team star has this to say. He isn't a fan of every wrestler checking all the same boxes. 
but what does he mean? Ryan Clark writes in, During a recent appearance on the Rewind, Recap, Relive podcast, AEW wrestler Bobby Fish commented on some of the wrestlers that check some of the boxes and why he's not a fan of always having to check the boxes. He says, One of the problems I've noticed over my time in pro wrestling, especially in my generation, is there's a lot of guys who are able to do a lot of things, so you're like, oh, they're able to check those boxes. The difference is, we're not MMA. MMA, being competitive, you have to check all the boxes or you're going to get exposed for whatever your weaknesses and your holes are. Let's be honest, this is pro wrestling. Those boxes, if ever, pro wrestling is, you know what, let's say you have 10 guys in the locker room and all those guys check the card. Let's say that those 10 guys don't check all of the boxes. Well, that's still okay because some people bring more things than others. And you know what? You don't want everyone to be the same because that would be boring. Nobody wants to watch that. The beauty in pro wrestling for me is that I watched guys growing up such as Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, the Road Warriors, Dusty Rhodes, and they had different body types and different levels of athleticism. You have a guy like Ricochet, but then you have a guy like Bam Bam Bigelow, and they're capable of doing some of the similar things. But, you know what? Everybody can't be the same. I think that sometimes you're prostituting our sport. Let's face it, if it were competition, you wouldn't be able to get away with some of the things that you do in wrestling. You wouldn't be able to check some of those boxes. You'd have to stay so much closer to the vest, and that would make things lame, and most people wouldn't find success. If you'd like to read more about what Bobby Fish had to say about checking the boxes and his philosophy on everything that's happening in the world of wrestling, continue to follow Ryan Clark and read this article that's trending right now over on eWrestling News. Damian, Hour, Damian Priest discusses the feud between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Ryan Clark writes in, During a recent interview with Sports Kita, Damian Priest commented on the possibility of feud between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Here's what he had to say. That's something we've talked about, and we'll get there, yes. We're very, very conscious of them, and we will get there. We just can't do it all right now. You know what I mean? If you're talking about three people right now, and I'm sure you are, the company has no issues with all of us. And that's the truth. We're on another level than anybody else in the company. We just need to get to where we want to go. That's the goal for us. That's what we want to be. And yes, when the time is right, and they've earned it, we want to have our place too, and we want to get there in the same way that all of us have to do in this crazy business. If you'd like to find out more about what Damien Priest had to say about his thoughts on how the bloodline and Judgment Day compare to one another and how Judgment Day, in his opinion, will definitely not only get to where they are, but exceed, follow this article right now over on eWrestling News. MLW Major League Wrestling is set to make its return to Philadelphia the land of brotherly love for Fightland 2022. Major League Wrestling set out a press release today announcing that the company will be returning to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on October 30th for MLW's Fightland 2022. The event will take place from the 2300 Arena and tickets go on sale August 23rd at 10 a.m. Now, you can check out all the official markings and the headlines and the press releases if you follow them on social media. Once again, tickets will go on sale on Tuesday, August the 23rd at 10 a.m. at MLW2300.com. For more information on this, continue following us over on eWrestling News, and we will give you more updates on all of this. AEW Rampage ratings are in for this past Friday night's episode. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Friday night's episode of TNT Rampage pulled in. 
528,000 viewers. Now, it drew a .17 in the key demo of 18 to 49. Last week's show pulled in 468 with a .15 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. Now, the show ranked 10 on cable for that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported on all of these statistics. Now, the episode featured AAA mixed tag team Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte versus Dante Martin in Sky Blue. Orange Cassidy took on Ari Davari. And Bearhausen, which was Dan Housen and Eric Redbeard, took on the Gun Club. And Parker Bordeaux took on Sonny Kist. And Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson had an in-ring promo. And the FTW champion Hook had a promo. And Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland had a promo as well. For more information on this and the ratings, continue following Andrew Ravens as he will have more on the ratings. Let's go and let's talk a little bit about WWE SmackDown ratings for Friday night as well. Andrew Ravens is also reporting that Friday night's episode of SmackDown did 1.9 million viewers on Fox. Now this is down from the 2,093,000 they did just a week ago. SmackDown pulled in a .44 rating in the 18 to 49, but that was down from the .49 that they did just a week ago. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported these numbers. Now the show featured Intercontinental Champion Gunther versus Shinsuke Nakamura. W. WWE Tag Team Championship Tournament started as Renee Rodriguez and Aaliyah battled Shotzi Blackheart and Zia Lee. And the SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler had a contract signing for their big match that will be happening at Clash of the Castle. For more information on the WWE ratings, continue following E-Wrestling News and Brandon Thurston on social media as he will have all the analytics of both programs. Leo Rush is making news at this hour. The on-again, off-again, retired, unretired wrestler is having some fuels of a WWE return on his social media pages. Now, Leo Rush has seemingly teased a return to WWE once again by one of his most recent posts on Instagram. Rush worked for WWE from 2017 to 2020, where he was the manager of Bobby Lashley during a run in NXT Cruiserweight Champion as well. On Instagram, Rush shared a photo of himself and Lashley, leaving those in the comment section speculating whether or not the two will be rejoined again in the world of WWE. Now, many know that Rush has since worked for MLW. He's also worked for AEW as well, but no word yet on whether or not he would return to WWE, whether it would be 205 Live or on the main roster. For more information, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. WWE has announced their second quarter earnings report, and they will officially be released to the public tomorrow. WWE announced that they will release their second quarter 2022 earnings on Tuesday morning before the stock market opens. WWE issued the following statement. Stanford, Connecticut, WWE announced that they will report its second quarter 2022 results on Tuesday, August the 16th, prior to the bell opening. The company will host a conference call starting at 8.30 a.m. to discuss the results with shareholders. Now, all interested parties are welcome to listen at the live webcast that will be hosted through the company's corporate.wwe forward slash investors. Participants can access the conference call by dialing 855 200 and it's toll-free, or you can call 323-794-2092 if you're outside the United States. For more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more corporate information on WWE will be forthcoming. 
The American Nightmare Cody Rhodes is teasing a return at Clash at the Castle 2022. Thomas Lawson writes in, WWE superstar Cody Rhodes has teased his return to the screen as part of next month's WWE Clash at the Castle. Now Rhodes returned to WWE at WrestleMania 38 back in April, but then suffered a torn pectoral in June that has kept him on the shelf. Now, responding to a tweet by WWE UK, who is promoting Clash at the Castle, Rhodes made it clear he has a close eye on the show and many in the comment section believe it's a tease that he will make some sort of appearance. Now many people realize now that he is still on the shelf and will be because he could not be medically cleared at least until the nine month mark after his peck has healed. For more information on Clash at the Castle, follow WWE on all forms of social media and continue following here on E-Wrestling News. Jade Cargill is making news at this hour, AEW's female champion superstar for TBS. Jade is the first black woman on all Elite Wrestling's video game. In a Twitter post, TBS champion Jade Cargill noted that AEW has made history. She's the first black woman on the cover of a wrestling video game that is soon to be released. AEW Fight Forever, along with Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Britt Baker, CM Punk, Kenny Omega, is scheduled to be released for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series, XS, and Nintendo Switch. This is what Jade had to say on social media. Just found out that I'm the first black woman on the cover of a wrestling video game. Hashtag blessed. For more information and where you can get your pre-order, continue following Kyle Dunning on eWrestling News as more information will be forthcoming. Tommaso Ciampa is making news at this hour. WWE superstar and former NXT sensation explains why he changed his mind about joining the WWE main roster. Andrew Ravens is writing in. Tommaso Ciampa stated in 2019 during an interview with Lillian Garcia on the 300-day schedule that the main rosters have to do, and that was not something he was interested in. He also stated he would rather retire than work that type of a schedule. Now, Champa is a current Raw superstar, and he dressed what has changed since he had mentioned his previous sentiments. 300 days doesn't exist anymore, so that was a that was a big thing for me, and it was something that just kind of recently became something, Champa said. Prior to the pandemic, it then slowed down, and now it's just a whole new game. The pandemic itself changed it. My neck surgery changed it, and how it all went down, and how I was home for every single night. I was there for Willow. I was there for the first three years. I built such a great relationship with my child during those years as well. Now, many realize also that the schedule has also been tempered down as well since Vince McMahon is no longer a part of the organization. WWE is making major changes to the company, not only from a financial perspective with the WWE stars that were originally released during the pandemic, but also their scheduling as well. Champ is excited right now to be a part of the main roster and understands there might be some caveats to this, but he also understands that it's what's best for his career. For more information on Tommaso Ciampa, continue following eWrestling News, and more will be forthcoming. Takeshka is making news at this hour. He discusses his run in AEW and wrestling in the UK, and so much more. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Takeshka had a great, great run in AEW when he was in America. He had people buzzing all over his success and his excursions to AEW. Now the DD Pro standout was in Newcastle last night where he appeared for Progress Wrestling Deadly Viper Tour. Following the show, Takeshka spoke with Fraser Porter at Cultaholic.com. Now his love for cinnamon rolls in the United States. This is what he said. 
Best thing about it, I tried to eat a Cinnabon for the first time four months ago. I was surprised. I was like, oh my god. Then every day I would eat a Cinnabon. Literally every day. So I guess I became fat. He started to laugh, but it's no problem. I just did more workouts, and it was just so good. I just couldn't stop. I love Cinnabons. Now, on his time with AEW, it was my excursion to America with AEW. Before I came to the United States, it was not decided on what matches I would have for AEW or PWG or Prestige. My first match was on AEW Dark Elevation, and when my entrance hit, there was no reaction. The audience had no reaction to me. So then I was like, okay, I want to become a superstar, and I tried to do my best. Now for my last match on AEW Dark Elevation, huge reactions. People were roaring and cheering. I was so happy. Now, after leaving AEW, what did he do over in UK? He said, UK was such a great experience. I came to the UK last time in 2019, right before COVID hit. At that time, I was working with Chris Brooks, and now I'm back, and it was so much fun. I always wanted to come back to UK, and now I'm glad I got the chance. I hope to come back again for progress. For more information on Takesh to continue following the wrestling news and find out when this huge international superstar may be coming back to your television in AEW. That's going to do it for all the headlines today for Monday, August the 15th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the late-breaking information Uh, whether it's AEW, WWE, New Japan, and more. We're an absolutely free podcast. It's anywhere available where any fine podcasts are made. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. And I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The rule of-